Oh, wow. So did you do that on purpose because you're already going to be amped for the game? Uh, pretty much. And uh, I'm also running off nap time. Oh, good for you. Look at you bringing the old man shit this week with nap time. I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine in nap time. <laughs> this is true. Dude, that should be one of the new bank flavors. Nap time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 282 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? I have Strawberry Kiss Delish. Oh, Bang. I haven't heard, that. haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, no, it's 7-Eleven got this one in. I've been going there for the two for fours. Uh, we got to do some grocery shopping to pick up a bunch of bangs for the garage fridge. So I've been having to go to 7-Eleven this week just to get the two for four deals. And they just so happened to have strawberry today. So that was awesome. Strawberry Kiss Delish running through the system. It's been a very, very hectic and crazy week. So I'm looking forward to talking wrestling figures and quote unquote other figures this week. Uh, my mood on this show is going to be determined how this game between the Avalanche and Knights finishes out. I would like to offer you thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Right now, I know this show's going to be outdated by the time it drops and the stuff I'm talking about, but it's 2-2 right now in the second. So if you hear some F-bombs, uh, that will be me <laughs> yelling at the phone because I am have it up on my phone. Podcast extraordinaire host knows how to... Uh, Watch TV and talk about wrestling figures. Yeah, you're multitasking. Well done, dude. Yeah. Uh, you may ask me a question and I may not know what you're talking about. Like most weeks. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I have no bang flavor rolling through me right now. It's just adrenaline watching this game. Oh, wow. So did you do that on purpose because you're already going to be amped for the game? Uh, pretty much. And uh, I'm also running off nap time. Oh, good for you. Look at you, bringing the old man shit this week with nap time. I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine in nap time. <laughs> this is true. Dude, that should be one of the new bank flavors. Nap time. <laughs> Tastes like the other side of the pillow. The best is when you wake up from a nap and you drink a bang. So now you, you're doubling up on energy. <laughs> now I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts. Head on over to Podbean. You can listen to episode one. Episode one, Scott. That was 281 episodes ago. Yeah, maybe skip to episode 10. Or episode 281. Or the one with Marty DeRosa, 280. <laughs> was 181 the one from hell? No, that was 188. Ah, 188. Thank you. Do oh, yourself yeah. a favor. Don't bother with 188. <laughs> that can be skipped. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, it depends on which version you want to download, too. Because I think there were like four or five of them. 
Yeah, I think five or six hit the airways before we finally got it corrected. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> before we finally got it erected. <laughs> Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, have you done any toy spotting lately? I got in my Flint and Lady J G.I. Joe classified figures today. So was super happy about that. They are awesome, as to be expected. And you and I both knocked one out of the park today, dude. Uh, Hasbro Pulse put up the Snake Eyes and Timber, which I'll be getting to in the new section for the quote-unquote other toy lines. Uh, we both lucked out and scored the Snake Eyes and Timber set today on Hasbro Pulse. Surprisingly, they stayed up for about a half an hour before they finally did sell out. And at last check, I would say late this morning, they still had them up on Big Bad Toy Store or BBTS.com. Very reliable spot to get your figures through. So if you did not score one yet, definitely check it out. Go pick that set up. Uh, Aside from that, Jeff, not much in the way of wrestling figures. I'm starting to get, and I was talking to Tim from uh, the Pulling Up a Chair podcast about this earlier today. I'm getting a little nervous about that Brutus the Barber Beefcake from Target. The Legends figure. Did you pre-order it? I wasn't able to. It's been sold out, and then I guess they put a small batch back up, which Tim was very fortunate he was able to get one. I didn't know they had gone back up, and I missed that round also. But as Tim kind of pointed out during our conversation, that Cena being the peg warmer that it is, the Vader being the peg warmer that it is, and then we all know about the weasel suit Heenan, I'm starting to get worried that this Legends line is going to get canceled again. And we're not going to get, not to even mention the DDP figure, we're not going to get that Brutus at retail. And I'm starting to get nervous. Tim was like, dude, don't worry. You know, Target, or or not Target, but um, Ringside or Amazon, somebody will get it to where you'll be able to get it. And I hope so. Because if Target can't come through, I hope one of the other online retailers can. I understand you being nervous, but at the same time, it's one of those, like Tim said, Amazon will get it because the Royal Rumble series showed up on Amazon. So like Omaga and Warrior and all those, those showed up. So I think we'll be okay. Yeah. And it was a while after they had, they had disappeared from Target as well. But you know, it's just the gotta have it now mentality in me a little bit is oh, I get I, it. I've got to, I've got to have it like I, and plus I want two. like, that's the part that's kind of freaking me out a little bit. I want those tag belts, not to mention, I want at least one of the Brutuses to put next to the hammer figure. So just getting a little antsy, that's all. The MC Hammer figure? Uh, I would love to have an MC Hammer figure. That's one from my childhood that I regret not picking up. Because remember, we had the Michael Jackson doll. The 11 or 12 inch doll, whatever it was. Wasn't that LJN that put that out? I believe it was, yes. And I can't recall who put out Hammer. If it was the same company that also put out the Vanilla Ice and New Kids on the Block figures. Uh Uh-huh. But I do regret not getting the MC Hammer figure. NECA needs to do an MC Hammer with different faces. Totally agree with you. Parachute pants? Well, they weren't exactly parachute pants. They were like um, genie pants, I guess. Yes, thank you. Genie pants. Yep. Totally agree with you. And they also need to do prints. Oh, yes. Do a music line like Super 7's doing with uh, some heavy metal guys. NECA could do single people like Prince or MC Hammer and just make one figure of them. That would be great. That's a hell of an idea. Yeah, that would be amazing. And especially for Prince, too, because he had so many different looks through his career. 
I would absolutely love it. Of course, the first one I'd want would be Prince from Purple Rain with the accessory of a purple motorcycle. That would be amazing, and I guarantee I would be picking one of those up. It's funny, dude. I was just telling you this before we started recording, but I remember last year when we had Christopher McLeod on, and you and him were like, oh, yeah, we need a timber figure. And I was thinking, these marks for G.I. Joe talking about timber, and and what a freaking dog. What, do you want a slab of meat from the Rocky line, too? And I saw the Snake Eyes and Timber, and as you said, we'll get back into that in the news. But when I saw that Timber and Snake Eyes figure, I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. I need that. (laughs) Yeah, it is very cool. And if the nerd inside me can have just a quick word, it does bother me a little bit that that's not the Snake Eyes that came with Timber back in 85. I'm going to let it slide because it's a really cool looking Snake Eyes and it's a very, very cool looking Timber. But technically, that's not the Snake Eyes that came with Timber because remember the Snake Eyes had the gray visor. Yes. This is more of like the Commando Snake Eyes, like the version one Snake Eyes from like G.I. Joe 82. So small minor gripe. You can kind of slot the special edition Snake Eyes into that with Timber and you would have that look almost to a T, but I do like that they gave us the commando look snake eyes more like his version 182 GI Joe look, but just a small gripe. It's not 100% accurate. If 85 is what you were going for. And also, did you see the He-Man cartoon trailer for Netflix? So much. Yes, dude. I, you sent that to me. I hadn't had a chance to watch it yet at work. And when I got home for lunch, I got your text with the trailer in there unbelievable i'm absolutely going to be binging that as soon as it hits just all the feels and it seems like they really hit a home run with this one just based off the trailer it's real easy to get excited it could suck who knows but just from the trailer alone dude i am super pumped it looks amazing i texted one of my buddies and he goes i texted him the link to the trailer i should say and he replied back with i've already watched it i'm horny (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was, I sent back the picture of Tosh reading a screen that said boner, 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 boner. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually going to throw in a He-Man joke with, I have the boner. (laughs) I know, dude, I watched it today at work and I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Like Kevin Smith really kept this like true to form. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing that it was Kevin Smith that put this all together and, and directed it. And I, dude. I have a lot of faith in Kevin. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. So I love He-Man already, but the fact that Kevin Smith is the guy behind it, that gets me even more excited. And then to see the trailer. So man, I I just cannot wait until it comes out. Super excited. And then next month we get the Snake Eyes movie, which a lot of people are already crapping on, but I don't really pay too much attention to that. Just loving the Snake Eyes character the way I do. I'm going to go watch the movie. I'm going to turn off my brain get my box of popcorn and my soda, and I'm just going to enjoy it and love the hell out of it. I don't care. I'm not going to nitpick it. Wait a second. Who's crapping on it? Everybody. They're like, it looks like garbage. It's going to suck. You know how the internet is, dude. No, the internet is a very joyous place. It takes a lot for them to get angry at the on the internet. <laughs> They're always so supportive. I know. They're always so supportive, and they never take jabs at you or anything like that. I... I I can't believe this. There must be something wrong with the trailer that they're taken to the keyboards, you know. <laughs> That's so these, unlike them. These these keyboard uh, gentlemen are, <laughs> uh, they must be, something must have struck a nerve with them. Very possibly, yes. No, they're complaining about everything. 
They're like, oh, Snake Eyes in the comics wasn't an Asian dude. Who cares? You're getting a Snake Eyes movie. Stop it. Just sit back and enjoy things. Gosh, what's wrong with you? It's the internet, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so I don't even pay attention to the comments. I'm just excited we're getting a Snake Eyes movie. Here we are talking about like heavy G.I. Joe and we're a wrestling figure podcast. The hell's wrong with us? Gosh. We, we can change it up a bit. We can change it up. I like switching gears every now and then. It's kind of cool. Yeah, plus it's stuff that's relevant right now. The He-Man show on Netflix. It was amazing. That that trailer was so good. The Snake Eyes movie, you know, it was great. Okay, so how crazy is the He-Man property going to go now? Like, it's already super popular, be it the old toys or the new ones that are, I guess, impossible to find at retail. I'm not collecting them. I love them, but I can't start going down that road, even though you and Travis are really pushing me to try to get that Castle Grayskull. But aside from that, I'm just wondering how much crazier the He-Man toys are going to get at retail and even the older toys on the secondary market. I agree with you that they're going to get a little bit crazy. I think there are going to be kids that are going to be watching the He-Man cartoon because agree dads are going to be sitting down and they're going to watch it. And then kids are going to come into the room yes. and kids are going to want to watch it with their dads and stuff like that. And they're going to be like, Oh, this is great. Dad, is there toys of this? Oh yeah, baby. Oh. They are. So yeah. So here's the thing, right? Is we've often talked about how do you revive a franchise? Do you do it the old school eighties way of a comic book? or a cartoon, or a movie. How do you get that property over? Well, here's He-Man going with the tried and true, give him a cartoon and let's see what happens. Now, if it takes off like I think it's going to, are we going to have a renaissance of He-Man to where they take over the toy aisles and they take over the charts on toy sales? Like, is it going to get to that level? I don't know. But if I had to guess right now, based on the excitement of the trailer... If the series is even close to as good as what that trailer is, I think there's going to be a rebirth of the He-Man franchise in full swing at retail. I think so as well. I definitely agree. And I think pegs are going to be a little bare when it comes to He-Man. And as I said, kids are going to be seeing it. And who knows, are they going to like the toys? You know, the kids may not be into what they're seeing now because they basically re-released the old school He-Man figures. Right. You know, kids may look at them and go, oh, that's not cool. But wait till they come out with that six-inch articulated figures. Yes. Dude, kids may be all in on that outside of the collectors. Shoot, I'm almost all in on that. Those new He-Man figures look incredible from that Revelation series. Oh, they look fantastic. Yeah. But it's going to be hard to find now because a lot of A, collectors, and now B, kids who are watching it with their dads are gonna be all in on this well and see a lot of times too you can call shenanigans when there's a collector like oh i'm trying to get one for my kid oh really really you're trying to get this ancient toy from the 80s for your kid or you're trying to get this like just for an example major blood for your kid okay but with the he-man franchise coming back with a cartoon if a collector yells out hey i'm trying to score this for my kid okay now you can actually put some weight behind that 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 might be believable I did jump in on the Timber and Snake Eyes. I was actually pulling a U today. <laughs> I, was text- <laughs> I was texting you. I was all, this goddamn thing is spinning. Why is this thing spinning? <laughs> it's been at checkout for now like two minutes. My card has been entered in. It's spinning. 
And then finally it moved to the redirecting and I was like, okay, it's not the redirecting and the redirecting would take like a minute or two. And I'm like, it's on redirecting and it's spinning. What the hell? <laughs> well, because this- you had a really bad experience with the whole redirecting thing with the Flint and Lady J pre-order to where it basically booted you out and you ended up not getting them. Right, right. So, but I, like you had said, I did get the Timber and Snake Eyes, which I'm excited about because like I had said earlier, I thought you and Christopher were marks for wanting a dog. But when I saw the two pack, I was like, oh, that's great. Oh, you know what I forgot was Roadblock. Oh, go for it. We got Roadblock too from Amazon and we'll get to that also in other toy lines. But they did an exclusive on Amazon of Roadblock in his, I'm going to call it his version one or his first G.I. Joe figure, I think it was 83, in that look, which is what they should have done from the get-go. And they nailed it. So I had to have it. They put him up on Amazon under some weird name. Luckily, somebody on Facebook uh, put up what that that code name was or whatever Amazon used. It was like G.I.J. Milkshake or Milky Way or something. (laughs) I forget. Anyway, found him through that, sent you the link. You got one too. So I almost forgot about Roblox. We scored him too on Amazon. Uh, before we move on to the news, I do want to thank Luis Rivera, AKA Senator Porcupine. Great dude. I want to thank him. He, uh, he kind of paid it back to me. He got me a, um, Doc Brown NECA figure from the back to the future line. And Doc has, comes with three heads. He comes with the, the silver, I call them the Bret Hart sunglasses. Yes. But, oh, dude, it's so awesome. So I want to actually thank Luis. Dude, Luis is a hell of a guy. He is awesome. He is awesome. So I thank him big time for that Doc Brown figure. It's it's great looking. I'm not going to open it, of course, because why would I? But <laughs> although Dark Parlor Originals is having Marty McFly do a signing. Oh, so are you thinking about sending one of yours in? I'm thinking about it, dude. That would be incredible. Dark Parlor, I think they just had Christopher Lloyd, and now they're going to do Marty McFly. Oh, my God. What's his real name? Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Thank you. Obviously, the nap didn't work too well today. I know, um, dude. Jeez. You <laughs> bang. I know. But, yeah, uh, Michael J. Fox is going to be doing a signing for him. So, anyways, anybody have any of those NECA figures that they want to send over to Dark Parlor? Hit them up. Scott, it is time to get into the news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, basically the only bit of news comes from Chella Toys. Chella Toys has announced, and everybody's probably already seen this, Chella Toys is going to be making a 7-inch version of guys they have already signed, and they kicked it off today with Dynamite Kid. This series will be called the Uncensored Collection. They will be in a 7-inch version, Scott, which is an inch bigger than the 6-inch scale that a lot of people go with. And as everybody knows, an inch makes a difference. It really, really does. I wonder if they're going to face the same backlash that McFarlane did when he put the DC Batman or DC figures in the 7-inch scale. Well, possibly, especially if you're standing up this dynamite next to your Davy Boy Smith and dynamite's an inch taller. That could be a problem. For who? 3-3. Three, three. Sorry. <laughs> three, oh, they tied. Okay, good. They tied it. It's tied. I cursed during the uh, break. You did. So the F-bomb is going to go unheard. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyways, 3-3 uh, three, three right now tied up. Um, 
Look, it doesn't bother me that Dynamite would be the same height as Davy Boy or anything like that. I'm just no, he happy. could be an inch taller, though. That's okay. I don't care, dude. I'm just happy to be getting another Dynamite kid that is fully articulated, and I'm okay with this, dude. I really want to see the finished product up close because based on the picture alone, the single picture I saw, I wasn't crazy about the sculpt. It looked okay. What didn't you like about it? It just looked, I don't know, kind of off. I wasn't crazy about it, but maybe it wasn't the greatest picture that I was looking at. But I I, I like that they matched him up with the Mattel, uh, Davy Boy Smith figure. That was a great call. But I wasn't crazy about the head sculpt in the picture that I saw. That's why I want to I want to see it in person or see some different pictures posted to where I can get a better judgment of what it looks like. And it's up for pre-order now. You can go get it. And Jeff, did I read that there's going to be a chase variant on this one? They, they will be having variants. Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> nice. That's awesome. So I'm sure it's going to be just random unless they put up both the variant and the main run figure available for pre-order. But it sounds like you may just order Dynamite and happen to get the, the variant, which is cool. Dynamite will be in the white, as Scott mentioned, to match the Davy Boy that came out for Mattel. So, Ooh, What do you think the variant's going to be? You think it's going to be the baby blue? I'm hoping it's the baby blue because if Same. you go back if you go back to Jax, they only put him in the red and the white. They never put him in the baby blue because the deluxe classic he was in the red. Oh, and they put Davy Boy in the baby blue. They put exactly. And then in the two pack they put him both in the white. And then obviously his Jax classic main run, which I believe was series nineteen. Somebody can correct me on that. Eighteen? Nineteen? Anyways, he was in the red on that one. Right. So I'm hoping they go baby blue because that one has not been done. Yeah, that would be amazing if they did that. That was always one of my favorite British Bulldog looks was the baby blue. So hopefully they go with that one. AEW showed off the pictures of AEW Unrivaled Series 6. So I should say Jazzware showed off the pictures. Nothing to really hoop and holler about. The only one that I can see getting multiple of is that Sheeta. That Sheeta is a perfect female figure. Yeah, let's give credit where it's due, right? Because we had a bit of fun at the Riho figure's expense, so much so that we stuck her into our Hall of Shame. But look, Jazzwares riding the ship with the female figure and totally sticking the Sheeta. Like, amazing job on that figure. Very well done. I'm a big fan of that figure. Scott, what you got for other toy lines? Quite a bit, actually. And we may as well just stay on the G.I. Joe train here. Uh, With the classifieds we were discussing earlier, we mentioned the roadblock that was exclusive or is exclusive to Amazon. If you missed out, you're going to want to stay tuned to Amazon or social media when people are going to let you know that roadblock is back up. Go get him. That happened with Storm Shadow last year where he came and went quite a few times. So you've got to stay tuned to social media on that. Snake Eyes and Timber, they are not exclusives. They were on Hasbro Pulse and sold out. They were earlier on Big Bad Toy Store or BBTS.com. They were also on Entertainment Earth from what I understand. So if you missed out on Snake Eyes and Timber on Hasbro Pulse, go check out those other online retailers. You might have some better luck. And just the last bit that was announced during that YoJo event last Friday, more Cobra Island exclusives to Target. We're going to get Barbecue, who is the firefighter, and Breaker. Who will come with the Ram motorcycle, which as a kid was one of the first vehicles I had. It was the little green motorcycle that had the machine gun on it. It was awesome. 
that is going to be released in the classified series with Breaker. And that rounds out our G.I. Joe classified bit of news. A little bit more G.I. Joe news. This one from Super 7. They are releasing G.I. Joe reaction figures, the three and three quarter inch scale figures that Super 7 does, their reaction ones. They are coming on July 15th. And Wave 1 consists of Snake Eyes, four different Cobra Troopers, three different green shirts, Quinn, who was a comic book exclusive character, Cobra Commander, Destro, Scarlet, and Baroness. Wave 2, only two names announced so far. Snake Eyes, which it says is a comic version 1. And Cobra Commander, which I'm sure will be different from the Series 1 Cobra Commander. More names to be announced. A little bit more from Super 7 here. A new Lemmy figure is coming out. Lemmy from Motorhead, of course. He has a new reaction figure available to pre-order now. Triple H is going to buy that figure. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm sure he will. <laughs> He's got all the Lemmy stuff. Uh, <laughs> next up, Jeff, and you'll love this. Super 7, last bit of news from them this week. Ultimates, Silverhawks. Whoa, what? Yes, available to pre-order now. They did four Silverhawks figures, the Ultimates. They did Quicksilver, the leader. Steelheart, the female character. Monstar and Buzzsaw. Uh, for pre-order now over at Super 7, these are the Ultimates, so they're like the 6-inch scale. They look really good, but they're not metal. Oh, they're not? They're not, and I don't know if that's a cost thing. I don't know if it's a durability thing. They're colored like they're supposed to be, but they're not metal. And if you grew up with Silverhawks, that was one of the, the draws, is that they were literally like metal figures or looked, they had the polish on them like metal. And these are just more colored to look like metal. So, eh, very cool. We're getting Silverhawks toys. I don't want to complain, but if you're expecting what you had as a kid, you're going to be a little bit disappointed, I think, but they're still very, very cool figures. The likenesses are very, very faithful to what you grew up with. And whatever happened to the mask picture that John Cena Instagrammed out last year. What a jerk. I hope he loses to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And I hope I'm there to applaud it. You mark. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry. Last bit of news this week from Hasbro Pulse. They did all four Ghostbusters in a plasma series. So they're like covered in goo. Like they had just come from Peter North's house. <laughs> uh, and then also they did a three-pack of mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Men all of which are available to pre-order right now over at Hasbro Pulse. So when you were watching the YouTube video of all the G.I. Joe stuff getting revealed last Friday, were you just going bonkers, dude? Um, You know, it was funny. When we talked last week, it was like, what are you expecting? What don't you want to see? And I immediately was like, no more roadblocks and no more repeat characters. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first two out of the shoot were Roadblock, <laughs> followed by Snake Eyes with Timber. And while normally I'd be like, come on, seriously, like now you're just reheating characters, I love the Roadblock figure. It's the one they should have done right out of the gate. He looks amazing. It's just like his version one character. And then, of course, Snake Eyes with Timber. Yes, of course I'm going to buy that. So I was super happy with those. Um, was a little bit lukewarm on the the Breaker with the Cycle and barbecue 
Not mm-hmm. two of my favorite characters. I was really hoping for a Dr. Mindbender. And I would love to see a Stalker. I think Stalker's long overdue for a figure. Uh, I should also mention that there are new retro figures that were not shown at the Yojo event last week. New retro figures of Cobra Trooper and Stalker. So they finally did do a Stalker. He's in the retro look. Those are at Walmart now. They're popping up everywhere. In fact, GBM, I forgot to mention during our our toy spotting, GBM did find Stalker for me. And he's holding him until he finds the Trooper. Then he's going to ship him out. But yeah, there are new retro figures out at retail as well. Just two. Whereas normally they do three. They've only done two this time. But I would define my excitement as probably the least of all of the G.I. Joe reveals that Hasbro Pulse has done so far. Was it because they started off with Roblox and Snake Eyes? No, because I really liked those. But it was just those figures. Uh, They only did one pre-order right after the event. And that was the Roadblock on Amazon. Because part of the excitement is, okay, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go pre-order. But the only one you could do that with was Roadblock on Amazon. The other ones, I don't know when the Cobra Island ones are going to be available. Snake Eyes wasn't available until today, which is Thursday. And this event happened last Friday, so it was almost a week later. So I would define it as the least excited out of all of the Hasbro G.I. Joe events. The figures look fantastic. They're very, very cool. But two of them we've already gotten in the line. The other two weren't my favorite as a kid. Like I said, I would have much rather had a Dr. Mindbender and a Stalker as opposed to Barbecue and Breaker. But, you know, I'm still going to get them. They're still very, very cool. They're just, every figure that they're putting out now is just awesome. So are they okay on names? Like, do they have enough names to go around and keep this classified series thing going? Or Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, dude this can go on forever. Like, especially at the rate that they're going where they're just re-releasing names mm-hmm. just in different looks. Yeah. Uh-huh. They can keep that going all day. Okay. Oh, absolutely. There are so many characters to dip into. Uh, in fact, one of the characters I mentioned in the uh, super seven, uh, the reaction line, one of those was only in the comic books. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. You could totally just carry this line on for days, especially if they start doing vehicles. I was just curious. Oh, yeah, it's going to go on for quite a while. And the demand is there. It is absolutely there. The pre-order hysteria is real with this. So Hasbro definitely has a cash cow on their hand. Scott, that rounds out the news. I think it's time we jump into WWE Elite Series 16. What do you say we jump into it? Let's do it. Scott, before we jump into Elite Series 16, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can follow along with the readings of the guys that Scott is about to name off and look at each one of their figures as we go down this list. So again, that's WrestlingFigureDatabase.com, where they are updating their site quite often and actually making some really, really nice improvements to it. So good job over there, guys. Again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, WWE Elite Series 16, what you got? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 16 consisted of Randy Orton, and he came with a Polly Pocket-style Apex Predator shirt. Next up, Ezekiel Jackson came in his red trunks and was packaged with the IC title. CM Punk. And he was in his black and white gear with the Chicago Stars on it. Cloth Goods CM Punk shirt. 
that literally everybody in 2011 owned. <laughs> right. I don't know anybody that did not have the white shirt with the black rings around the neck and the arms, the red hand holding the lightning bolt. Everybody and their mother owned that shirt in 2011. Pretty much. I think our mom even owned it. She did. She bought one for herself, one for dad, and then one for us. And yes. then I wore wore mine and washed it so many times I got holes in it, had to buy another one. <laughs> what a mark. Next up, The Rock. He includes a mic, sunglasses, and two Polly Pocket style shirts as accessories. He came with the Team Bring It and the red Brahma Bull shirts. Next up, Heath Slater was packaged in his black tights and comes with a ladder accessory. Diesel. This was a flashback first time in the line with the WWF heavyweight title and a removable vest accessory. Has the light colored shirt instead of the black shirt that was on the Hall of Fame figure. Last in the line, Kevin Nash. And he was in his red Outsiders gear with the big gold NWO belt accessory. And that rounds out WWE Elite Series 16. The series was the tale of two different ends. Like Heath Slater, Ezekiel Jackson, and The Rock were just kind of meh. I'm not saying The Rock was meh, but like that figure was. Um, Ezekiel was okay. Yeah, he was uh, okay, but there wasn't much to him, right? Right. And then same thing with the Orton figure. The Orton figure was just another elite Orton with a Viper t-shirt, which, okay, I think that we're on our fourth or fifth Orton now. Yeah, 16 series in, and this is like the 26th Randy Orton elite I think they've done. But on the flip side of that, you've got the CM Punk figure that was awesome looking. Now, I, I know we've had previous CM Punks, but this one was awesome looking. It came with the white shirt, like Scott said, everybody had. And then you had the Nash and the Diesel figures, and both figures looked fantastic. They really did. They captured two versions of the same guy, completely different characters, but they really stood out as Diesel and as Kevin Nash from The Outsiders. They did an incredible job on them. Yeah, so it was like three great figures and then three figures that were just meh. Yeah, like you said, it was kind of a, a tale of two parts of the series here. You had the good and the not so good. I wouldn't call it bad. The only thing I didn't like about the Kevin Nash figure is he felt a little thin. Like he looked really slender. Okay. I, that was my only nitpick because I, I look at the deluxe classic and a lot of people would be like, oh, the deluxe classic sucks. He was too bulky and, you know, Jack style bodies. On I actually love the Kevin Nash deluxe classic where he's in the Red Outsiders. Yeah, that is a cool figure. The only thing that separated this one from the Deluxe Classic was the hair was kind of flipped, flung over to the side. Right. But, and I thought it looked cool, but at the same time, the body was just a little slender. That was my only nitpick about it. I like that they did the uh, the gray diesel shirt or the light colored diesel shirt instead of the black one. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because I always like that look of the lighter colored shirt with the black uh, pants. I always like the contrast with that. And then, of course, later Diesel figures, they went ahead and did the black shirt on him. But I like his first introduction into the line as Diesel. They went with the light-colored shirt. I thought that that was a good choice. And I absolutely love that CM Punk figure. If I ever meet CM Punk, that's the figure I'm getting signed. You have that figure? I do. He's up on the wall. Oh. Dude, I, I had the shirt. I had to get the figure to go with it. Oh. Well, 
When I read off the sold auction, you might want to think about selling it. I pulled the sold auctions for these figures, starting off with the CM Punk sold auction. Last one sold on June 9th for $225. Oh, sold for $225? Sold for $225. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to, to purchase a Elite <laughs> Series 16 CM Punk, I have one MOC for you. Diesel, with the winged eagle title and the black chaps and vest, sold on May 2nd for $100. Now, these were the last time these figures were sold. There were some other auctions where somebody accepted a counter offer. So, and as we have mentioned before, they don't show how much it sold for. Right. It just has it has it lined out, so we don't know. But that's none of our business. <laughs> right. So this auction specifically on May 2nd sold for one hundred dollars. This is what I found funny. Ezekiel Jackson sold auction on June second, the last one, sold for ninety eight dollars and ninety six cents. So this figure sold for $1.04 less than the diesel. Wow. Really? Ezekiel Jackson? Ezekiel Jackson sold on June 2nd for $98.96. Wow. Okay. I I don't get it. Well, maybe that's less to do with Ezekiel. Because, I mean, to be perfectly honest, he didn't exactly leave like a huge mark on the WWE. Right. But maybe that's more to do with completists. Trying to just like fill holes in the collection. Possibly. Yeah. Heath Slater. The last sold auction was back on May 22nd. Now, I could not find the last sold auction that nobody accepted an offer. So I had to pull the last one where somebody accepted an offer. It was lined out and it said $64.99. So I'm going to guess lower than $64.99 for the Heath Slater. Yeah, lower. That does make sense. That's kind of where I would put it at. Maybe around like $55. What? How much it should sell for? Yeah. I'd say like $34. <laughs> You're so mean. 1999. How much the person paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> the figure wasn't the best. I mean, he had that bob cut that looked like Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 02. <laughs> you pay 20 for it? I'll give you 12. <laughs> oh, uh, Kevin Nash in the Red Outsiders gear. The last auction sold May 21st for $177.77. Wow, quite a bit more than the diesel. Yep. Randy Orton, back on May 20th, sold for $45. And The Rock, with the Team Bring It shirt, last auction, May 22nd, sold for $40. Oh, wow, okay. Holy crap, that CM Punk for $225. Are you kidding Uh, me? That was the last auction sold. I can't believe Heath Slater outsold The Rock. So, gun to my head, if I had to pick a favorite, I'm going the CM Punk. Um, I, oh, that's a toss-up for me. It's either Diesel or CM Punk for me. I, As I said, that Kevin Nash Red Outsider, he was just too slender. So, I would say Diesel or CM Punk. Both were excellent. Yeah, outstanding figures. Scott, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 16. It is time to get into the listener segment. So, what do you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Hey, Scott and Jeff, what's happening? Uh, this is your boy, Kenny, at Armbar Figs, sending in a little... Uh, listener seg this week just want to say that uh i'm really loving the deep dive of the uh elite series 
but I do have to say I have one concern. Uh, Rey Mysterio is easily one of the most toyetic legends to ever lace boots. So when he comes out with the new colorway every other series, like, I don't know, maybe be a little more psyched about it because uh, it's not as lame as Cena in jorts or Orton in trunks or uh, any of those other cut and press uh, robots that they come out that all look the same and do the same thing. Uh, Rey Mysterio, I think on a DVD back in 2006, said he had over a thousand sets of gear like matching masks and tights or uh, trunks tights i should say would never wear trunks what am i talking about hey oh but uh and mattel's done a great job on basically making the most toyetic dude in the business be the most toyetic dude in the business and a lot of those early elites go for major money nowadays and uh, they're awesome figures, especially for big Rey Mysterio fans like me. So, shout out to the innovators of wrestling figure podcast violence from the West Coast. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Kenny, I totally get the trunk and tights thing, man. I mess that up all the time. So I feel your pain on that one. Um when you announce Ray so many times, it's kind of hard to get excited. Um, there will be a an elite coming up, and you will hear that one where we will be excited about that Ray. So that's in a future wave, though. But you got to wait a little bit. Ray does have so many costumes. In fact, I'm hoping that they're able to do the uh, Batman one that they did the other night. That was that awesome. Wore. That was awesome. I'm hoping there's a way around it. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, there might be some uh, IP issues right there, but I'm hoping that they are able to come out with that figure where he was wearing the 70s Batman look. Well, I think they missed the boat when uh, Seth put out Ray's eye. I think a skull and crossbones look would have been cool for Ray. He could have done a patch over the eye that got taken out. <laughs> but I completely agree. And what up, Armbar Figs? How's it going, dude? Um, I totally agree. Ray is 100%. And I love the word used, toyetic. That is, that has to be one of the coolest words in our nerd vocabulary. Toyetic. I love it. It, it. it so describes somebody as they should be made into a toy. And that 100% is Ray. You know who's going to give Ray a run for his money by the end of his run? Penta. Every figure of Penta so far has been incredible be it from jazzwares be it from boss fight everyone done of him and, and phoenix has been great too but there's just something about penta his look is also like ray very toyetic and by the time he's done i can't wait to see the line of figures that's been released for him but so far with ray like you said jeff i get it there have been so many produced but there's not really a bad one and we've had those conversations of guys that have had so many figures done where there's really not a bad one, Ray, I would absolutely put into that category. It just seems Mattel has gotten Ray from day one and they haven't done any bad ones. Everyone has been great. But like you said, Jeff, the, the thing we run into is here we go again, another Ray figure. Not that we're not excited. Everyone that Mattel has done has been great, 
but you read his name a hundred times. <laughs> and but a hundred percent agree, Armbar. It's it's not like Cena where it's like, okay, another Cena in Jorts or Randy Orton, another figure in black trunks. I totally get it. At least Ray does have the different colorways in his costumes. I still love that ruthless aggression, Ray, that came out where he's in all white. Yes, that's the one you got signed. I think that was his first Ruthless Aggression figure. Correct, correct. I still love that figure, man. My only complaint about it is it was out of scale. It was too tall. I could see that. So I never took him out of package. Was he like the same height as Brock Lesnar or something? I think he was maybe like a touch smaller. If this is the same Ray I'm thinking of, I'm trying to picture him in my head. But I remember looking at him going, man, he's like too tall. But the figure itself, outstanding. Well, Jax was known to do that. Sometimes they didn't really care about scale. Well, I believe it took place in a Chinese New Year. So that's why uh, the scale was off a little bit. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. We'd have to ask Jeremy <laughs> that question. Uh, thank you, Kenny. Uh, Kenny, it's funny. I was just looking back through my camera roll the other day. And sure enough, first thing that pops up, Kenny and I at Madison Square Garden when we met at New Japan Show. Nice. Yeah, so Kenny, what's up, man? We miss you over here. Hopefully we get to see you soon. Scott, next question comes in from comes in from the anonymous one, NA. He says, Hi, fully posable podcast. Awesome episode today. Great listener questions as well. Yes, Scott is correct regarding the flashback legends WWE Mattel figures. I collect current roster and flashbacks, but I get more excited regarding the legends and flashbacks. Yes, it has to do with the current product and has to do with popularity demand for AEW figures. I heard Legends 11 of WWE will be arriving in Target stores near my birthday of late July. I'm looking forward to San Diego Comic-Con WWE Mattel regarding the flashbacks and Legends, like possible announcements of Legends 12 and 13, maybe. Big question to ask you, what's the biggest issue problem facing the action figure wrestling figure community business? Scalpers, distribution, quality control? For me, it's still distribution. I feel like scalpers are seeing trading cards as their new cash cow and leaving figures for true collectors, whether they are loose or mint on card collectors. Well, for me, distribution is going to lead to more scalping, right? If you're in an area where distribution is bad, because we've talked about this a lot where distribution isn't the same across the board. Some places are more saturated. Others are super dry. And it's those super dry areas that really create the problem because when there's no product, people want it and the scalpers can go in, buy it all up and sell it for however much they want. So I think poor distribution leads to more scalping. But what we're running into, and I'll kind of go to G.I. Joe, that with like the Cobra Island exclusives at Target, they're really tough to find. And I understand you're not always going to get what you want as a collector. I'm used to that. We've been dealing with this for years and years and years. And I've always said I will not go to the secondary market until I know that that product is gone at retail. And none of my friends are going to be able to pick it up for me somewhere else. Then I'll go to the secondary market and be at the mercy of it. But those Cobra Island, and I guess this would be a distribution problem, strictly with the G.I. Joe line, is when distribution is poor, and sometimes you have employees socking figures aside as well. Now you're not only battling the scalpers, you're battling the employees. That makes it, I would say twice as hard, but it's more than that. It makes it impossible. So I think distribution and scalping kind of walk hand in hand because obviously if our, our pegs were flooded with product, scalpers would have nothing to sell. So 
distribution and scalping to me walk hand in hand and exclusives really drive that, right? If you don't have all of the exclusives everywhere, you have more saturated areas and drier areas, that's going to be an even bigger problem. And it's just, it's baffling to me because you literally, and Breaker has said this so many times too, Jeff, you walk into a, sco- a store literally with cash in your hand, like you're ready to hand it to the store, like take my money, I want toys. And you go to the toy aisle and the pegs are bare. It's so frustrating. But I will say overall, I think with wrestling figures in particular, distribution has gotten a lot better. I'm able to find more figures on the pegs. Now, Walmart, I'm going to leave them off of my list of better distribution because Walmart, at least in our area, has been crap. Target has been way better. Like every Target around our area, I can go in and find wrestling figures. Walmart over here and Tracy specifically, garbage. Last time I was there, they had a Riho figure and a few basics. And that was it. So I think distribution for wrestling has gotten a lot better. Except for AEW. And hopefully they get that fixed. But AEW out here is almost like spotting a unicorn in the wild or finding Bigfoot and being able to snap a picture of it. AEW figures in my area are non-existent. I've seen the Bucks and I've seen Riho. And that's it. I haven't found any other ones. They're completely gone. So AEW really needs to pick it up in terms of distribution. I understand why they weren't heavy at first. But I think that the fan demand for their product is there. And I'm sure that they've recognized it, but I haven't seen distribution pick up as of yet. So to me, that's a problem for AEW. I'm actually curious how Jazzwares is going to get more product onto the pegs. I'm really curious about that because peg space is already limited as it is. Sure. So they're coming out with all these new lines of unmatched and unrivaled and then two packs are coming, like Jeremy said. And I just, how are they going to do this? Like, there's only so much peg space that they have available to them. But I agree with you about wrestling figures. They are getting easier. AEW figures are getting easier to find, uh, especially AEW Series 3. That is that is really easy to find. Like you said, Rio and the Bucks are pretty easy to find. Orange Cassidy is still a little bit of a problem. Pac, same thing. But the Legends figures are easy to find, apparently. Yes, uh, elites are getting easier to find. So yeah, wrestling is definitely getting easier. Now tr- going over to GI Joe's, those are unicorns. Uh, totally. Absolutely. And in fact, I heard from Tim today that he saw a Cobra commander on the pegs and he's like, I don't remember the last time I saw a GI Joe figure. And I'm like, dude, I know I haven't seen a classified figure on the pegs. Uh, I think maybe was it beachhead? I think was the last Cobra Island exclusive I found on the pegs. Uh-huh. And that was a year ago. I understand the hesitation, right? As a toy manufacturer, you don't know if the demand is going to be there. And overall, the G.I. Joe line is, in addition to AEW's Jazzwares figures, are fairly new. That line is young. You don't know if demand is going to be there. You don't want to saturate the market, not have the demand. And then all your figures are on clearance and the line is dead. I totally understand that. But here we are a year later and you've seen that the demand is high So hopefully they're starting to catch up on the distribution side and it starts to get better. But that to me is is really a killer when, as Breaker has said, you walk into a store with money in your hand, you want to buy figures and the pegs are dry. That it's super frustrating. 
Well, and you know what? Let me point out something else that's kind of an industry killer right now are pre-orders. How are stores being able to, to put pre-orders through and then just randomly be like, sorry, your pre-order's canceled? I, I don't understand that. You should have a hard set number of how many you've got available. Once they're sold out of pre-order, that's it. It's done. But you had enough stock on hand to fulfill every pre-order that came in. I don't understand why pre-orders are being canceled because in my situation with the Hogan Ultimate, I'll use that as an example, a pre-order was taken. I passed on the Hogan in store and with people texting me saying, hey, do you need the Hogan Ultimate? I'm like, no, I'm good. I've got them on pre-order. Then I got hosed because now if I want them, I'm going to have to pay a higher dollar amount for them unless I magically find him on Amazon for cheaper, but he's going to cost me more when I want to go pick him up because I got hosed out of my pre-order. The same thing happened with one of the GI Joe retro vehicles that I had pre-ordered. Walmart canceled it. So that's something that has to be looked at as well. That really pisses people off when you're canceling their pre-orders. I agree. You should know how many pre-orders you're going to put up and then that's it. Exactly. Why are you overselling pre-orders? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, that drives me insane. I agree with you that 100% on that. That's another problem. The anonymous one, thank you for your question, or N-A, if that's your real name. <laughs> Remember when you used to say that to him, Scott? I did. I did. <laughs> N-A, if that is your real name. <laughs> I think he likes it when you do that. We get a few emails from him, and he laughs about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for the question, N-A. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. And for this week, I'm going to pull one out of the Wrestling Cheers Fave 5 questions, a list of questions that I ask on my podcast. And Jeff, I kind of forget the ones that I've asked you, so whenever I pull from this list, you might have already answered. For this week, let's go with when it comes to the big cookie brands... Oreo or Chips Ahoy? I feel like these are the two go-to cookies. I know there's definitely some good third options, other options in general. Like I know myself, I'm pretty big fan of the Keebler Rainbow Chips Deluxe, which was like my first favorite cookie growing up. But between the big chocolate chip cookie and the sandwich cookie, which one are you going? For me... It's definitely going to depend on when you're asking me because, you know, three months from now, I might change that answer. But I'm going to go with Oreos. And this can be an added follow-up question. Between Oreos and Chips Ahoy, whatever you picked, what is your favorite of that brand? For me, I've definitely always been a fan of Oreos cream filling. Double Stuff used to hands down be my favorite. Then they came out with Mega Stuff. Those are amazing. And then there's the other one that I think you can only find at gas station now, like all the stuff where it's a lot more cream filling. But my favorite is the Mega Stuff and a close second is S'mores. I definitely love the Mega Stuff because it has so much cream filling, but at the same time too, I've came across this realization over the past month or so. I don't know if it's just me, but when you dunk Mega Stuff into milk, I feel like it absorbs the milk the best without completely falling apart. Now, when I dunk my Oreos, I like to dunk the whole thing in there, so I'm getting 
getting my fingers a little cold in the milk, but get it to the right point to where when I pull it out and I eat the cookie, it's this perfect soggy cookie that just crumbles instantly in your mouth. I've tried it on regular Oreos recently and uh, it's not the same thing. I, I don't know why that seems to be. So I ask you guys, which do you prefer, Oreo or Chips Ahoy? And of your pick, which one's your favorite? That will do it for me. I hope you guys have a great one. Don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered, and I'll take my answer off the air. Later. <laughs> Justin said pull out. He also said soggy cookie. He did. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you, Justin, for your question. I'm a Lenny and Larry's guy. I love those Lenny and Larry cookies. The guys in the bar on Simpsons? No. Wow. Well done, Scott. Well done. I thought that's who you were talking about. What is Lenny and Larry's? Lenny and Larry's is basically a quote unquote protein cookie or vegan cookie or vegetarian cookie oh, or whatnot. Oh my gosh. There's, are you serious? Their macadamia nut cookies are delish. Oh. But obviously this question from Justin was not meant for you. But going back to uh Fatboy Jeff days. Okay, there you go. Let's welcome him to the show. Jeff Fatboy Jeff loved Chips Ahoy, and those are my cookies because I have not eaten Oreos in quite a while due to me getting sick on them uh, when I was a young kid, and I don't eat them. I, I don't think I've eaten many since then. So I've always been a Chips Ahoy kid, getting the chocolate chip, like he said, dunking it into milk, not getting your fingers wet, but just keeping it where it's about half half in the milk, half out. Getting a little uh, soggy there and then taking that bite is so delicious. Chips Ahoy for me. Gung-ho on Chips Ahoy. Can I give some honorable mentions here? L Lenny and Larry's, go ahead. <laughs> I'm never going to let you answer the junk food question again. <laughs> Why not? Lenny and Larry's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Justin, that's an awesome question. Thanks for bringing it, dude. Um, For me, honorable mentions first. Let's go with E.L. Fudge. The elf What's... cookies. You remember the E.L. Fudge, right? No. Uh, the Keebler Elves. Right? It stands oh. for Everybody Loves Fudge, but it's the Keebler Elves. It's a sandwich cracker or a sandwich cookie. You have Keebler Elf crackers or cookies on either side, and in between you have fudge filling. Okay. Very, very good. Also very dunkable. And they were a longer cookie, so you could actually dip half of it, eat it, and then dip the other half and eat it. So... It was almost like a two-for-one, whereas Oreos a lot of times single bite. I also want to throw it out to the great Girl Scout cookies, specifically the Caramel Delights, formerly known as the Samoas, and my all-time favorite, Thin Mints. Thank you. Can I uh, throw in one more? Please. Uh, Gail Toons, our mom, Snickerdoodles. <clears throat> yes, outstanding. Oh my God, those Snickerdoodles. Every Christmas. Every Christmas those come out and I'm just like, oh, I can't resist these. I'm eating like three or four at Christmas Eve. Yeah, those are monsters, dude. And actually her chocolate chip cookie, because she somehow managed to get the Miss Fields recipe. And while it wasn't a perfect Miss Fields chocolate chip cookie, it was outstanding. One of the best homemade chocolate chip cookies ever. <laughs> Mom hijacked or hacked the uh, Mrs. Fields recipe. <laughs> yeah, I think she tackled her in the parking lot. <laughs> like stole the recipe out of Miss Fields purse, made off of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was a savage. So if I had to pick between Chips Ahoy and Oreos, for me, it's always going to be Oreos, specifically the double stuff. And I'm one of the guys, I actually bite the top cookie off and then eat the creamy filling and then eat the bottom cookie. And then the next one, I'll dunk. And I'll usually eat like six at a time and I'll alternate. Like bite the top cookie off, do it that way. And then the next one, I just dunk whole and then eat it and then switch. Kind of a weirdo with Oreos, but that's the way I do it. And it's always double stuff. I haven't tried to get into the mega stuff or the the all stuff. And I haven't gotten into the weird flavors. Although I don't know if they still do it at the holidays. They used to, it was a white fudge dipped Oreo and they were incredible. They were so good. And I don't know if they still make them. If they do and you see them buy like five boxes, they are awesome. Didn't they make a singer lady? Didn't they make a lady Gaga Oreo? Just they recently? did. Yes. Have you tried those? No. Okay. I have not. I'm still waiting for them to make a NyQuil filling one because then I could just <laughs> eat like three cookies and go to sleep. Son of a bitch. It's 5-3. Oh, dude. I'm sorry. Well, God, look, I... you still have a horse in the race, right? Your Canadians are going to play the Vegas Knights next. Why? God damn it. I hate hockey. I hate the, <laughs> I hate the Golden Shower Knights. <laughs> Avalanche are still young, dude. This is not their last rodeo by any stretch. Yeah. They're going to be appearing in these games for a long time to come. Don't worry. Sorry, sorry, Justin. This this game is infuriating me. You know what? A lot of people seem to love Subway cookies as well. Really? Oh, dude. Everybody will go in and they'll get a sandwich and a cookie. They just love Subway cookies. And I've never been that impressed, but Subway does well on their cookies. You know what cookies I miss are the old McDonald's cookies that were in the shape of the characters. Oh, uh, they were like the animal cracker yes. type? Yes. But they were McDonald's characters. I don't uh, know why they ever discontinued those. Maybe because they've kind of done away with the whole Ronald McDonald and gang. But I miss those cookies. Why'd they ditch the clown? Well, I don't think that they ditched him. I think he's still around. But remember when we were kids, we'd watch the commercials and it was Hamburglar and the little bird and Grimace and the whole gang. Yeah. By the way, what was Grimace? His shape reminded me of something. Yeah, anyway. Me during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll go with that. Okay. (laughs) But I think the characters were a bigger deal when we were kids in like the 80s and the 90s. And it seems they've kind of done away with all of that. At least I think that they have. I haven't really seen any McDonald's commercials with, with all those characters. But I think with them kind of going away from that, that's why the cookies went away. But it'd be cool if they brought them back for a while. I mean, shoot, they bring back the McRib once a year. Why not the McDonald's Happy Land cookies? If that's what they were called, Happy Land or whatever. Playland cookies. You know what's funny is we used to get that Happy Meal hysteria. Yes. We would see that they were coming out with new Happy Meals. And whatever toy would be in it, whether it be a, a, I don't know, maybe it was based off of a movie that was coming out or something like that. And we would go to our McDonald's and they wouldn't have the new toy in just yet. Yep. Oh my God. We would hit the panic, but we we're like, uh, we've got to go to another McDonald's. They didn't have it here. We've got to go to Hayward now. We've got to go to Alameda now. We've got to exactly. go to the other one down the way on San Leandro. Like that was a, that was another hysteria. It was happy meal hysteria. And I remember when we were collecting heavy in the 90s, I had an ex that worked at McDonald's and she actually got me, and I don't know who's going to remember this out there, but they did the Batman animated series vehicles 
that had like half of the character sticking out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. My ex got me the display for that that had all the vehicles stuck to it. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's in the garage somewhere. And it was awesome. I thought that that was great. But yeah, every time new Happy Meals came out that had toys that we were interested in, like Batman, oh, I had to have all of them. And like you said, if one didn't have it, we were either driving to the next city or driving to the next McDonald's to find it. Yeah, because we would see the commercial and we're like, okay, our McDonald's automatically has it. If they're airing the commercial, they've got to have it, right? Exactly. I wish they would have done more wrestling. Like, especially during the 80s, during like the Hulkamania boom. I wish fast food had gotten more into wrestling. They didn't do that at all, huh? I don't know that they did. I think that there was... Do you remember when some of... Okay, we're getting way off topic here. Some (laughs) of the fast food places in the 80s did glasses. Yes. Like drinkware. And I'm not talking like the little mug ones that had the handles on them like they did Garfield. Um, I think they did Batman Forever. But I want to say it was like taller glassware that had like Andre on it, had Hogan on it. I don't know if that was fast food. Um, I know I've got some superhero ones. I've got Empire Strikes Back, Muppets, but I think I've seen wrestling ones. Yes, there have been wrestling ones. I think there was some demolition ones, but I don't know if those were fast food or whatnot. Yeah, because there have been plastic cups too. And I know 7-Eleven did a bunch of those, but I'm talking like during the 80s, like you said, demolition. Um, I've even seen some like Great American Bash cups, or maybe maybe they weren't the Bash, but they had like Magnum TA, they had the Road Warriors, Dusty. Yep. Like, I wish fast food had tied more into wrestling. Um, I don't know if it did at all, but I wish it would have. Yeah. Or done more if they had. And it's funny, too, because when during COVID, we were cleaning out some stuff and we actually found those Empire glasses. I did the same thing when we were doing our remodel, dude. I had to clean out our bar and that's Uh where I had all those glasses stored. So all of my superhero ones, the Empire, the Muppets, all those were sitting in there. Gotcha. Justin, thank you for your weekly question. And remember to have all your cookies spayed and neutered. Actually, don't. (laughs) We want more cookies. (laughs) Exactly. We need more cookies in our lives. More cookies. And not Lenny and Larry's, damn it. Hey, 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 don't knock until you try it. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Thank you again, Justin. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. If Mattel were to give us another Harley Race Elite, what attire would you like to see them do? I'd like to see Mattel give us a Harley Race from his NWA days. True Mattel can't give the figure the NWA title, but having a Harley Race figure with his red and blue jacket would be awesome in my opinion. Another... uh, attire i'd like to see is harley race from when he was a manager in wcw i was just about to say that yeah i'm right on the same wavelength with jt yeah i i am all on board for a manager harley race um man it'd be hard to redo the king wouldn't it i think that it would but i think as collectors we're owed that harley you're going to put them in a different package. So there's not going to be competition for the people that already have that unicorn elite flashback. We need that King Harley. So many of us missed out that really, really just wanted one and not for resale value. We just wanted Harley in our collection. I missed it and I've got to get it back. So I really hope that they give us another Harley. If it's in the legends line, that's great. If it's sprinkled into an elite line, that's fine too. But I almost think that we're owed. But I'm going to echo what JT said specifically about the NWA version of Harley. 
like an old school Harley, I would love to see that. Kind of like his Jack's Classic Superstars NWA look. Something along the lines of that. I would hope that they would go manager route just to put him with Vader. Well, and also we'd get a kind of an older Harley look, right? From his right. later years. So I, I would totally dig that. I would love that. And then, yeah, for those that have Vader loose, you get the manager Harley loose. There's your WCW version of Vader. We're owed Harley. Owed. Yes. That yeah, sounds like, you heard me right. That sounds like an entitled, entitled kid, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'll be whoever I want on the show. I'm not even scared. Mattel owes me X amount of dollars for buying their figures. <laughs> and I don't even want it to resell it. I just wanted one to have in the collection just because I loved Harley Race and it was an amazing figure. And it was such a beautiful figure. And why would they ever... I Okay, we don't know the distribution numbers, obviously, but it felt like it was short-packed. Uh, yes, it was short-shipped, I think. Whatever it was, sh- it was short. It, yeah, it was not around long when it did hit the pegs, and it was Harley hysteria for sure. And I think that's what kicked off the whole secondary market craze with wrestling. I think that's really where it started. And yes, I do think that us fans that missed out because of Harley hysteria are absolutely owed one. And again, look, you're not going to co- for a mint on card anyway. You're not going to compete with that elite flashback mint on card. You're just not, because it's not going to drive down the value of it. That Elite Flashback stands alone. Loose, if it's identical, okay, yeah, then you're going to have to look at date stamps on the feet, maybe. But I I really don't think Mint on Cards are going to be drawing the value down at all. That figure has remained at $300 on eBay and Macari. It just doesn't seem to go up or down or fluctuate from that $300. Some have gone $400. Very few have gone $400, but it always seems to be that $300 mark. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's worth it. Given the, the, the number that are out there right now, it's absolutely worth it. But I think that's why we as collectors, look, it's very rare that I walk up to a figure and immediately become that heart eyed emoji. But when I walked up, I think you were the same, Jeff, because you were standing right next to me. When we walked up and we saw that Harley race, we were that emoji that has hearts for eyes, just fell in love with it. And I, I, I know Mattel has heard the collector base screaming for it. I think we're going to see it again. I would imagine in the Legends line, we're going to get another King Harley. But if it was Manager Harley or NWA Harley, I'd still go for it. 6-3. They scored an empty net. Oh, I- damn it. I'm sorry, dude. That sucks. This, is, this has been quite the ride of a show, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It I- really has. We're, we're experiencing all of Jeff's emotions right now to the highs of tying it. To the lows of being down by three. I hate hockey. (laughs) I know you do. But look, like I said, you still have a horse in the race. You're still a Canadians fan. Hopefully they can go beat the crap out of the Vegas Knights. The Avalanche are are my number one team. I still like the Canadians, um, but it's not that same love. You know what I mean? I I understand. I totally understand. Well, look, maybe Sackick will suit up for the Avalanche next year. He'll step down (laughs) from the GM role. Put on old 19 again, put the skates on, get out there and score some. Nothing like having a 50-year-old skate for your team. <laughs> That's what I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> it's a hammy. It's a hammy. <laughs> I feel like I've been out there for 20 minutes. Scott, you skated for five seconds. You just hopped the boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm done. Get me the IV bag, please. And oxygen, stat. 
Uh, we're going to round out the show on that down note of the Golden Shower Knights winning the second round. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can check out the carded and loose prices of LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Retros, and Defining Moments over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. You can see what they are averaging over on eBay. See if you're getting a good value or not. Again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. And I'm going to throw it back over to the podcast buddies. Obviously, you got Breaker and Bane. Those two delightful gentlemen run a retro show where they talk about comics, retro stuff, movies, wrestling, wrestling figures, toys in general. Again, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Breaker's podcast. You know it's fake, right? And also on YouTube, Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Our good buddies over at Doing the Favor have an awesome website where people can check out the SKUs for AEW elites everything's all over there you just one click one click shop over at doingthefavor.com and while you're over there check out their shows each and every week where they talk about wrestling and then they have a show about sport check out doingthefavor.com and check out their shows positively pro wrestling podcast steve's starting to go weekly dude he's he's starting to pull in us oh he's feeling strong oh yeah he's He's feeling strong over there. He's starting to put out a weekly show. So Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, where Steve and Eric talk about old school wrestling, and it's a lot of fun. And Steve is a hell of a guy, even though he's trying to make me spend money to go to Chicago for All Out, and I don't have money to spend right now. But Steve is like the devil on my shoulder. Okay, so now you know how I feel when you're telling me to buy Castle Grayskull, see? Scott? Jeff? If you can afford SummerSlam, you can buy a Castle Grayskull. Jeff? Lawyered. I just dropped a knowledge bomb on you. If you can afford to get that Ric Flair graded, <laughs> you can afford to go to Chicago to go to All In with Steve. Uh, not really, Scott. That's not even close. Yes, it is. Same. Same, uh, same. Not even close. Yes, it is. Anyways, check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And of course, as always, check out our buddies, Seth, Sheeta, and Marco over at the Chick Foley Show. Three great people that we love. And check out their Facebook group as well. You heard Justin Summers earlier over at Wrestling Cheers, where they talk about AIW, a Northeast Ohio based independent promotion. Great show over there. Justin does a great job running that show. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out Rucker and Marty from Boot to the Face. By the way, Rucker was hanging out with uh, BC Ray in Atlanta. Ray flew to Atlanta for a Dodgers Brave series. Oh, that is awesome. I can only hope that BC Ray got himself some amazing barbecue while he was there. I think he did. I was texting him and I was like, dude, you're hanging out with Rucker? Because he popped up on Rucker's Instagram story. Nice. I'm like, I'm like what the hell? <laughs> that's a, Oh, dude, I wonder if they went to Varsity's. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. What do you have? What you having? <laughs> I loved that. That place was so good. And you also pooped with the door open. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. No, there was no door. Okay. Uh, you're going to tell this story. Thank you, Jeff. I was mortified. <laughs> I had to go boom, boom at Varsity's. Like, I couldn't hold it anymore. It was it was happening. I think I had had a hamburger and a hot dog, and then it was happening. So I go into the men's room. None of the stalls had doors. Like, 
it wasn't a matter of like you could see the hinges and like where the door had broken. No, there were just no doors. I was literally sitting there in shame. People were walking by. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was so embarrassing, dude. It was so embarrassing. Oh man. Good times in Atlanta for us. Yeah. Great times in Atlanta. <laughs> Anyways, uh, check out Rucker and Marty boot to the face. Our good buddy, Tim is doing a fun show over at pulling up a chair where he a couple weeks ago had on Adam bomb, AKA Brian Clark. Go check out that episode as well. And Scott drunk wrestling history. What you got? Yes. Follow us on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Our episode that dropped this past Friday covers all the worst women in professional wrestling. We tend to do these, uh, I would call them quote unquote crap on shows where we kind of crap on stuff. Well, this time just happens to be the worst women wrestlers. We each throw a few names out there and discuss. And we've titled this episode, the Conti classic. You called it the Conti classic. Yes. In honor of uh, Taya Conti. Okay. Um, she's not that bad of a wrestler, dude. There are way worse wrestlers than female wrestlers than her. Really? I, yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Listen to the episode <laughs> and we'll change your mind. Okay. Now, are you talking about wrestling style or are you talking personality wise too? Uh, just, you know, botches as well. So you can kind of just throw it all into a blender and mix it up. And we've got some names for you. Okay. Yes. So go check that out. And we titled it the Conti classic because (laughs) we are drunk wrestling history where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. We're, we're celebrating these guys talking wrestling while they're drunk. That should not be cheered. We should cheer you guys. If you guys were hopped up on vitamins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Eating Lenny and Larry's cookies whatever hopped up on (laughs) Flintstones chewables and Lenny and Larry cookies. I'm all in dude. These guys are high on life. (laughs) These guys are great. They're neat. (laughs) They speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) Nerds. Anyways, go check out drunk wrestling history and our good buddies, Marty and Sarah over at Marty and Sarah love wrestling where each week they invite over their buddies each and every week and every single day ryan buzz does trivia with Bud scott roll call yes gonna start off with the amazing and super talented jason wolf who if you will remember correctly i mentioned last week was doing a fan club of sorts all memberships have sold out two tiers a certain number available at each tier every single spot was filled so if that was any of you listening Thank you so much. And I know Jason gives out a huge thanks for that as well. He's an awesome dude. He does amazing work, be it custom figures or artwork. If you need anything from Jason, give him a look on his website, which is Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com, or give him a follow on his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. And of course, I want to throw it out again. Jeff, you mentioned him earlier. Tim on pulling up a chair had the great Adam Baum on. They discussed his upcoming figure. Go listen to the episode. Tim did an amazing job, as he does every week. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Scott, we have breaking news. Lodi Comic Con is coming back Sunday, June 27th. Yes, this I knew. Oh. Do you have a guest name that I'm not hearing yet? 
Do you know who's going to be there? Uh, no, I only saw like one artist was announced. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Excellent. We're going. Okay, perfect. I oh, wait, 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 wait. What was the date again? June 27th. And crap, that's the day I'm coming back from Vegas. Well, that was fun while it lasted. I, I almost enjoyed going or looking forward to going. It's, it's like my sex life. And that, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> I'm in, I'm out, I'm smoking. <laughs> Look who's not crying. <laughs> like a big boy. Like a big boy. <laughs> well, I think I may take a jog because I just miss comic cons so i think i'm gonna take a jog out there plus i have is um the chase the chase legends thank you yeah. yes so i need to get that signed so i'm gonna take a jog out there i want to go awesome dude i might give you mine to get signed as well i'm not sure yet what please do i give him a please <sighs> come on now i'm gonna leave it on my doorstep and you're gonna pick it up that's how this works <laughs> you recognize Oh, that's actually funny because it's true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Scott, for episode 282, anything else? Yes, real quick. I had to put down a friend this week. We lost one of our cats. She was 17 and a half. Her name was Meagled. She was the runt of the litter. We picked up... She was actually mine and Shannon's first cat. Technically, we got two cats right off the bat. We got brother and sister out of a, a litter that a friend of hers at the time had because she fostered cats. So Shannon, out of the goodness of her heart, she took two, took a brother and a sister. She took Fig, which was the cutest of the bunch. He's our boy. And she took Meagled, who was the runt of the litter and had a very good chance of not being adopted or chosen because she was weird looking. So Shannon took the cutest and the ugliest. We brought them home. We've had them for 17 and a half years. Fig is still with us. But we had to put Meagle down this past week. She was kind of my cat right out of the gate. She kind of chose me. Shannon knew she wanted to take the runt. But as soon as Meagle saw me, she came right for me. And she was my cat for the longest time. And over the years, she's gotten less and less healthy. And this past week, we had to make that call for her. So RIP Meagle. We love you. We miss you. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. It's never easy putting down on one of those fur babies. No, it is not. It's like losing a family member and it always sucks and it's even harder to make that call. But at the end of the day, you have to be at peace with it was the right decision and it was. Yeah, absolutely. So I know it's tough on you guys, but uh, you guys still have your zoo over there. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 282, hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.